1: Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, December 3rd, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Thursday, that can mean only one thing, 24-7 Sports Director of Recruiting. Steve Wolfong joins us. Steve, how goes it? Good morning, Daniel.
0: It's going well. Excited for the holiday season around here. as I have a 6 and 3-year-old, so Energy is high anticipation, uh, a lot of
1: anticipation around here. It is a wonderful time to have small children. Is it a wonderful time to be a Buckeyes fan? We're going to find out. It does appear now that Ohio State will play Michigan State on Saturday for game number five. However, you may have heard Michigan is having COVID problems. Their game against Maryland this weekend has been canceled and many believe the game next weekend will be canceled, which would bring Ohio State in at five games, fewer than the six needed to advance to the Big Ten championship game. Do you think the Big Ten, should this take place, will alter that rule as Barry Alvarez hinted at?
0: I'm all for moving the goal line to get the best result possible um if it's an arbitrary situation which I think this is so I'm good with it um I I'd like to see the best two teams in the Big 10 championship and Ohio State I think has proven that that they're one of those teams but at at, at the at the end of the day if Ohio State's allowed to play in the college football playoffs the Big 10 is just a smaller uh trophy that you're shooting for anyway
1: how many games on the Steve Wolfong chart would Ohio State need to play to be considered for the college football playoff?
0: Well, I guess I got to say at least five, right? Because they're going to play five. I'd put them in. I'd, I'd put them in now. I mean, I'd like to see Ohio State play uh, in, in that game right now. And I, look, I'm the guy that gets chastised for saying all things even take the team with the most NFL talent. Um, I even had a who's that? uh old. Fox guy who does the games on Fox even got in my mentions and tried to argue with me about it like when I'm like all things even for the college football play I'll take the team that has the most NFL talent because my opinion is that's the team that will probably be the most competitive in that game so that applies for Ohio State here in in a lesser lesser degree.
1: Yeah, I mentioned Barry Alvarez, who's come out and say we need to get or need to preserve the ability to get a team into the uh, college football playoff. That's not because he's an Ohio State fan, people. It's because the Big Ten shares and the financial windfall that comes with being in the college football playoff. So from what you've seen, do you think Ohio State currently is still one of the four best teams in the country? Well, I I, I mean, you could obviously make an
0: argument that Texas A&M and Florida could beat them, you know. But, yeah, I, I still like Ohio State in that top four right now. The thing is, is Ohio State hasn't played as many games to get their – to to hit their stride, you know what I mean? I know they came out in some areas this year uh, already going 120 miles an hour, but their defense isn't playing championship level, but neither was Alabama's early on in the season, you know what I mean? Uh, Texas A&M's offense wasn't going the way it's going now, uh, early in the season. And, and so I, I think that you, you're always trying to play your best ball at the end of the year and you need games and practices, uh, to, to do that. And so Ohio State wasn't a finished product of what we've seen on the field so far, but that's obvious. Uh, but from a talent standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, you know, I, I'm, I think that they're one of the top four teams and, and would love to see them in there uh, at, at the end. And from a talent standpoint, they'll be able to go toe to toe with whoever they play, but I don't know if they're going to be as seasoned as, as some of those teams that they'll meet on the other side. I mean, Notre Dame is going to play 10 games or 11 games by that point, you know, so obviously same with, with Clemson, if they split them and, and, and the SEC, you know, they've played basically a full load and, and that's a pretty damn competitive league. <laughs> so I um, uh, you know, I, I, Ohio State's not going to have the same kind of seasoning. So Ryan Day and, and his staff will have to figure it out to, under the circumstances to to have their team ready to go uh, when their number's called in a game like that.
1: I agree with that on some level, but the fact they won't be taking as many hits, there's a chance you're going to be in that game with three or four guys who would have been injured otherwise. Make a
0: good point. The beauty of the college football playoff is, is it was normally a few weeks from after those conference championship games. So all your all your bumps and bruises could be healed by then. Uh, but obviously the schedule is going a little bit later this year with COVID as well.
1: It's definitely screwy. And I understand the rationale for people that Ohio State hasn't played the requisite number of games. But the goal is to get the four best teams in there. If they were playing for your life tomorrow, Ohio State would be one of the four teams in there. So they got to go. 100%. We're going to come back, talk some crouton.
0: Rise and shine, football fans. This is Susanna Fuller from Morning Footy, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Galazzo Network covering the breadth of the global game. Join me, Nico Cantor, Charlie Davies, Alexis Guerreros, and guests every morning for the perfect blend of news, analysis, conversation, and exclusive interviews. If you love soccer, then look no further. We've got you covered for Europe's top five leagues, the W Gold Cup, the Champions League knockout stage. CONCACAF Nations League, NWSL, MLS, Transfer News, and much more. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Subscribe to Morning Footy.
1: All right, we are back. Earlier in the week, I discussed on the BM5, Jaheim Singletary with Dwayne. He is a Florida corner of the five-star nature, class of 2022 the original vibe was that he may not be that much in the mix for the Buckeyes. Good news is the original news may not be the right news. Go ahead.
0: Well, as soon as he got the offer, we were reported that Ohio state was in great position for him. It was the offer that he was waiting for that he didn't have. Ohio state instantly shoots into the top group with Florida and Clemson. Those are the three I'm looking at. And Ohio state has a great shot to, to land this kid. And, and, Here's, here they've been talking to Ohio State heavy over the last few weeks. Did a FaceTime call with Coach Combs, Coach Day, and Coach Alford a week ago. Coach Alford, you talk to people in the camp, they tell you what a great dude he is. Ohio State's got great shots to land, this young man. And and he's announcing his decision on January 2nd. And I don't have a crystal ball in Uh, um, This is one where uh, before Ohio State offered, you probably would have looked at Florida and said the Gators are going to be tough to beat. Ohio State's right there in the middle of this one and Clemson being a dark horse.
1: You have put forth a crystal ball for Texas wide receiver Armani Winfield. How confident are you on your meter there?
0: Well, I feel really good about Ohio State's position uh, for him when he dropped his top school's uh, last month, Ohio State was a school that he said he was most familiar with and, uh, obviously has a great relationship with Heartline and I think with, with several of their commits as well. And so that one seems to be trending well for Ohio State. And, and another receiver that I'm going to join, uh, Bill Kierlich on, uh, for a 24-7 sports crystal ball forecast is, is Kion Grays. He's a receiver from Chandler, Arizona, uh, uh currently committed to Arizona Wildcats. I think he wants to get out and visit Ohio State before doing something. But everything I'm hearing uh, alongside what Bill's already reported is that uh, Ohio State's a team to beat for Grays as well.
1: All right, let's finish with this name. It would not be the BM5 if we did not discuss wide receiver Emeka Egbuka. But there actually is some news he is going to be taking the long-awaited trip to Oklahoma this week and put that in context of his recruitment and maybe go into a little bit of detail of what a visit even means these days.
0: Well, it's a box checked for him on his list as he tries to get to a college decision. He wanted to visit Oklahoma and and, and, and look at it as best as he could in, in person before making his, his decision. And he had never been there. He's been to Ohio State twice got a great relationship with the Oklahoma staff and and a lot of their commits now as y'all know uh, um, you can't meet with college coaches or they can't provide you tickets to the game or or anything like that because we're in an NCAA recruiting dead period but he is going to be able to be in Norman and and soak up a game week atmosphere he's going to get a chance to spend some time with a lot of Oklahoma commits and their top targets and and so he is going to get a, a sense of what that community is like on game day and and get a feel for some of the guys that he could potentially be playing with in person and not just beyond a group text.
1: What's your overall vibe? You might as well weigh in.
0: I mean, I think that Ohio State has reason to feel good going into the trip, but if you're Oklahoma, you you definitely feel good about your chance to make a move.
1: We will check in on Mecca after the weekend. Hopefully we are headed for it. Two big time Washington Staters joining the Buckeyes. We appreciate Steve stopping by. Have a good one, Buck Nutters. Take care, y'all. See you on the front row.
0: This is Sandra Areta from Attacking Third, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Golazo Network dedicated to all things women's soccer. With the NWSL expanding to 14 teams, the 2024 season promises to be bigger and better than ever. And Attacking Third will be along for the ride from start to finish. Before that, though, we'll be all over the Concacaf W Gold Cup, where the U.S. Women's National Team is looking to clinch silverware on home soil. We'll also be keeping tabs on the winter transfer window, the Women's Super League, the UEFA Women's Champions League, and elsewhere. Coming to you multiple times a week with game previews, recaps, analysis, breaking news, exclusive interviews, and more. Attacking Third is your one-stop shop for the best coverage of the women's game. Download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you subscribe to Attacking Third.